Welcome to the Storyform podcast. Storyformed is here to celebrate the soul-forming power of imagination, good books, and beauty in the life of your child. Hello, and welcome to the Storyform podcast. I'm Holly Packiam, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie Showmaker. Hello. Since we started the Storyform podcast, we've been talking about stories from many angles, and today we're going to expand that even a bit more. Um, One of the things we believe is that um, people in many vocations, not just authors, that we're all communicating a beautiful story to the world. And we know that many of you listeners out there are in so many different fields, and uh, we're thinking about artists and actors and musicians, dancers, composers, you know, all these, all all of you, all these people and professions are bringing stories to the world in such beautiful ways. Um, I'm thinking about, I was thinking about this topic about Handel, who composed um, the, you know, magnificent oratorio, Messiah, who brought scripture to life um, through his reflections on Jesus. And there are many musicians and artists who brought the kingdom to our world through their work throughout the ages. I'm so privileged to know one of these amazing people, and she is here with us today. So we are doing our very first interview So right here, sitting with me in my kitchen, I'm privileged (laughs) to have um, this beautiful woman, Terry Moon, and she is the mother of four grown children who have the privilege of knowing one of them, and I know her husband, Steve, and they've been involved in the Colorado Springs community for many years. Um, Terry here is known, she's known as a wonderful person and friend, and also as a professional violinist, and she has a master's degree in violin performance and over 25 years of experience performing in symphonies and chamber ensembles. She teaches children, many of who I know in our community. A dear friend of mine has a lot, many of her kids playing with Terry, and um, people love listening to her and her students. And so we're just so excited to hear from her talk about um, music, a story today, amongst many other things. So. I will stop talking now. And Terry, tell us a bit of what a life is like for you in this season. Oh, well, I really enjoyed the years that I spent home educating my children. Mm-hmm. That was a big chunk of my life. Yes. And now that they're grown, I'm, uh, well, I'm hoping to be a grandmother someday. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. But uh, in the meantime, I'm really exploring some of the ways that I can delve into music a little more deeply. I've been doing a little more performing and some teaching in some interesting ways. Um, so, And I love that you're doing this story-formed podcast. I think it's really exciting that you're inspiring young women and families, children, who might grow up to be the world's next great artists and musicians. Exactly. That's right. Well, you mentioned your kids. Are, what are they up to oh, these days? We'd love um, to hear about them. <laughs> well, um, so I have four children, three girls and one boy. Um, my oldest daughter's working on a doctorate in communications, and she's actually in Africa at the moment doing research. Wow. Uh, second daughter is working on a doctorate in English literature in Dallas. Um, my son... He's the one that was the professional musician. Mm-hmm. He pursued um, cello, and he got a degree in cello performance at Boston University. He's now living in Seattle and doing some freelance work and, um, yeah, working different couple different jobs. And then my daughter, Rebecca, is um, she's an aspiring fashion designer um, here in Colorado Springs. 
So yes, I have the privilege of knowing Rebecca and seeing her new clothing mm-hmm. line that mm-hmm. she's making, and it's so wonderful. Yes, her you can see her creativeness mm-hmm. coming out. So that is wonderful. They all <laughs> still play music though, even That's though wonderful. even the ones that are you know they 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 didn't pursue a major in music in college. They they are all still enjoying music and playing in different different yes. um, areas in, in church and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Terry, you mentioned your daughter in Africa. We know you just got back from Rwanda. Can you tell us a little bit about that trip? Maybe give us a highlight. Oh, well, I, I think as we were preparing to go, um, I really wanted to share music some way with um, the people there, um, particularly in the church. So we, we went as ambassadors from our church to a sister parish in a little town in Rwanda, in the rural areas. And um, I jumped in in the service, even though I don't speak the language at all. (laughs) It was really an adventure because I I took my violin with me and started playing along with the hymns that they were singing. It was was really a cross-cultural experience. (laughs) They They seemed to enjoy it, though. And then I had taken a violin with me that I wanted to give away to someone. And uh, God kind of showed me who to give it to. It was a a wonderful young man uh, who actually already sings in a choir, and he has studied a little music history. But he had told my daughter, who's living there, that he had always wanted to learn to play the violin. So I said, I can teach you a lesson. So he came over, I taught him like how to hold it and how to make a little, you know, get a start. And yeah, and then I ended up giving him the violin to keep. So we're hoping we can continue by Skype doing lessons, Mm -hmm. but it was pretty special, pretty special experience for me. I felt like I was really, you know, making a difference. Yes. Mm -hmm. What a treasured gift for him. So Terry, thinking about you know, where you are now with music mm. and the violin. Um, tell us what first um, helped you become interested oh. in music in the beginning. Yeah, well, I'm pretty convinced that it's families that share the love of music and mm. the arts with their children and that the environment that you have in your home can really make a difference in, in your child's growing up. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened for me. When I was, I think I was about six years old, my dad brought home a record, which he bought at the grocery store. And that's really funny to me because (laughs) I've never seen records for sale at the grocery store. But the record, he brought two records home. One was Tchaikovsky's The 1812 Overture. The other one was a piece by a Russian composer, Rimsky-Korsakov. It was Scheherazade. And Scheherazade has the most beautiful violin solo that weaves throughout the whole piece. It's telling a story, and the violin is like the narrator of the story. It represents the character Scheherazade. And I remember sitting on the top bunk of this bunk bed with my brother, who we were really close, and we just for hours would listen to these two recordings. And I just fell in love with the sound of the violin. Meanwhile, my brother was attracted to the 1812 overture, The Sound of the Trumpet. And he ended up learning to play the trumpet, and, wow. and I, I took up the violin. So that's wow. kind of how that started. And, you know, just because my, my parents provided, uh, they like to provide 
uh, all kinds of things and just have them in our home Mm -hmm. so that, you know, we could pick up the things we were interested in. Did they have experience with those instruments themselves? Um, My dad had played the guitar when he was younger and and, and the trumpet also, Mm -hmm. but no no one in my family had ever played the violin or been in an orchestra or anything like that, Mm so... That's neat wow. that as parents that they had a vision mm-hmm. for, you know, putting things before you, right. like a feast of things to choose from, even exactly. though it wasn't their own experience. Right. I think for some of us parents, and I know for a lot of our listeners, they're thinking, you know, they want to possibly have a vision for their home and for right. for story that they may not have experienced. Oh, so yeah. So that's neat that, yeah. your, that your parents had eyes to see that for you and your... I'm grateful. Very yes. grateful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, Terry, you mentioned a couple of composers. This might be an unfair question, but if you had to pick one, who would be your favorite composer oh, and why? Man. And why? Okay, so that is really a hard question. <laughs> but um, because, because I am a Christian, because I, I really believe that music is a gift from God, mm-hmm. and it is, it's so closely connected with worship for me. Uh, it, music feels like an, an act of worship, whether I'm playing in an orchestra or, mm-hmm. or whether mm-hmm. I'm playing in church. Um, for that reason, I would have to say Bach is, J.S. Bach is one of my, my very favorite composers. And there's an interesting quote I found about him. Um, let's see. Actually, it was this interesting guy, Douglas Adams, who's an author. He says, Beethoven tells you what it's like to be Beethoven, and Mozart tells you what it's like to be human. Bach tells you what it's like to be the universe. Mm. Um, wow. And I, I really do uh, love Bach because he, his music was so infused with his faith. Um, you can just, you, you can be so deeply touched, I think, intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, because he, he poured so much of his faith into his music. So love that. Love that. Do you, do you have any books for adults or children on composers that you would recommend so that we could learn some more about them? Oh, well, I actually, let me, (laughs) let me just give this little sneak peek because there is a plan. Um, Uh Sally Clarkson is planning to do a whole series about different composers. I'm going to be helping her create this series of podcasts. So I'm without giving away too much. <laughs> I'm going to say that if if your listeners are more are interested in further study and how to in, influence their children with, uh, you know, the highlights of different composers, stay tuned for that because that's coming up in the fall. Um, I do have three books that I want to recommend today that are especially for families together and, and young children to kind of begin to introduce young children to um, orchestral music and different instruments and different composers. And you want me to tell you about them now? Yes. Um, yes. Sure. That yes. sounds good. Okay. So the first one is The Young Person's Guide to the Orchestra. Um, this is a really a famous piece of music, actually, by the same title, by the composer Benjamin Britten. And um, so I found a book that includes the music in this a CD that's narrated by this really wonderful British narrator. 
But the book also includes a lot of additional information and pictures of instruments and um, and composers and even what it's like to be in an orchestra. So that's that's like this is like the gold standard, I think. This piece of music mm-hmm. for how to introduce children. It's just ingeniously, wonderfully written. Um, another book is Peter and the Wolf, and this is. Uh, Another famous piece of music written by a Russian composer, Prokofiev, uh, he wrote this music just especially to introduce children to the delights of the different sounds of the instruments. And he uses the instruments to represent different animals. So you can, you can get that. We're going to have that book, too, as a link here with this podcast. So you can yes. see how to mm. get that book. I was going to mention that, yes, that yep. any, any of the specific pieces in the beginning that Terry mentioned that she was inspired by as a child, mm. we'll put links to those oh, pieces of, yeah, those pieces of music and any of the book, anything Terry mentions, yeah. we'll, we'll provide links to that in the show notes. And one more book. This one really is fun. It follows along with the same theme uh, as the, the two that I previously mentioned. This one, though... It's got Lemony Snicket as the narrator, and if you if you know if you if you love children's books, you know he's got such a great sense of humor. So he teamed up with a, a contemporary composer; they're both living today um, to write another piece, and it's called "The Composer Is Dead," um, and it's actually a murder mystery. So you huh. get, they wow. go through they go through the different instruments of the orchestra, like trying to figure out who had the most motivation to murder the composer. Oh. <laughs> And it's got a hilarious little ending to it, but the book and the CD together are just really, really engaging and really fun. So I'd recommend all three of those books. Well, thank you, Terry. Thank We're, you. I'm excited too. Good. I have to look at these as well. So. Good. Um, so, as you you know a little bit about Storyformed, and you know that part of our vision is getting great books into the hands of families. Um, and so, in thinking about story mm. as a formative process, as a part mm. of discipleship, um, what ways would you could you tell us that classical music mm. is like a story? Oh wow! Well, first of all, I think all of human art, including music, mm-hmm. is really an echo of the great creativity of God, yes. and you can see in nature. Mm. Um, a lot of intricacy, um, patterns, um, mm-hmm. and and just like a magnificent story—the story of mm-hmm. redemption mm-hmm. in in creation. So um, I think the world's greatest artists and musicians—they um, are inspired by that great story. Mm-hmm. And um, one example of that in music, I think, would be uh, a lot of the great classical symphonies, and that would be symphonies written during the classical time period, um, which would include Mozart and Haydn and, mm-hmm. you know, some of those, and even Beethoven. Um, if you listen to one movement, always it's usually the first movement of the symphony, there's an arc to the way the music is written, and it really does tell a story. In the beginning of the, of the piece, Usually there's a statement of a theme. And then around the middle, that theme goes through a transformation where it's like taken apart and, and um, you wonder, where, where did it go? Oh, no, it's in danger. 
And then finally, you, you come back around to the theme makes its way home. And it's, you can find this in so many beautiful symphonies if you know what to listen for. There's a special name for it and, you know, uh, like a way to analyze it. But I think children really, um, they can experience the story just by listening to the music. Yes. Oh, that's so inspiring. <laughs> well, you talked about the beautiful symphonies. When you mm-hmm. think about the idea of the pursuit of beauty, what does that mean to you? Oh, well, I think, um, I think music and art are like little windows that we can experience something of God. Um, we don't even necessarily understand it completely. Mm-hmm. I think music is, is something that speaks to deep into your soul. Um, and, and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I really advocate and, and encourage people to expose their children to beautiful music. Um, I think a lot of people are afraid a little bit afraid of it because they don't think they understand it. Mm-hmm. But just, you know what? Just don't even think about trying to understand it right now <laughs> um, because there's something amazing about the beauty, experiencing that beauty that will shape your soul, help you to, to um, discern as an adult the difference between really something excellent and something mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think children that just grow up with listening to great music, they learn to love it. Um, And the the way that the beauty speaks to them, it can be very personal. It can be different for each person. And um, I think also, uh, well, actually, here's, here's a really neat quote by Dietrich Bonhoeffer that I found about music. He says, music will help dissolve your perplexities and purify your character and sensibilities, and in time of care and sorrow will keep a fountain of joy alive in you. Mm. I guess that's mm-hmm. a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful quote. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm, what you're saying makes me think of a story from a couple years ago. Um, I didn't really grow up listening to classical music mm-hmm. at all, didn't really have any exposure to it, but mm-hmm. really... Um, latched on to the vision really that you're giving as a mother and so in town we have a philharmonic as Terry Mm -hmm. knows and has played with Mm -hmm. before and so they do something where for first time subscribers they give you 50% off for the season Mm -hmm. and so it's it's pretty expensive but if you if you have that first time so we my husband and I took our two girls who were you know fairly young it was you don't see a lot of families there necessarily but Mm -hmm. um, it was such a wonderful beautiful experience to share from from myself and for my kids to share with them. And I remember specifically sitting in a, um, a night where it was, it was on Vivaldi. They were doing the four seasons and just literally tears Mm. coming to my eyes and going home. And my husband was asking me questions about, you know, what was most touching and meaningful. Mm. And I never had that Mm. like a very worshipful experience. And I couldn't really understand why or express uh-huh. what it, but it just really touched my heart in yeah. a beautiful way. Yes, so. that's so great. That's a wonderful story, Holly. I think a lot of people, uh, you know, they might be put off by the cost of attending a, a, a classical mm-hmm. concert in a concert hall. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you to think outside the box with that a little bit. Yes. Because there mm-hmm. are a lot, even right now, in, it's summertime, a lot of communities have free outdoor concerts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And also, if you if you look around, 
there's a lot of very inexpensive chamber music concerts you can go to, mm -hmm. and all orchestras that I know of, they offer student price tickets. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. don't let the price of a ticket yeah. stop you from, mm -hmm. from going to a concert and um, experiencing that. I think it's a wonderful thing to experience together as a family. Mm -hmm. And like you've even mentioned, and I think you're going to share some with us, just even, you know, getting on online and finding right. just pieces that you can expose your kids to for yeah. free, even in your own YouTube. home. Or even you know. student, student concerts, student performances. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's more meaningful for children to see people about yes, their own age true. playing yeah. an instrument. Mm -hmm. You know, it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Terry, thinking so, continuing to think about this idea of pursuing beauty, and you talked about your life um, on your journey with your kids. Um, mm -hmm. How how did you share this with them? Oh, that's a great question. Well, okay, so we had a pretty limited budget with our homeschool, and I I knew I wanted to share music with my children because I felt that it was really important, mm -hmm. and it was something that I loved. Um, I think if you're passionate about something and you love it, then you should definitely share that with your kids. Maybe it's science. Maybe it's, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. For me, it was music and art. And um, so when my children were young, I thought, well, I want them to learn an instrument. I had heard and seen, there's a lot of scientific studies actually that show that actually playing a musical instrument is very beneficial for young children. It helps your brain mm -hmm. grow. Mm -hmm. So I wanted that for them. And because I could teach violin, I said, okay, you're going to mm -hmm. learn to play the violin because that's what we can afford to do. Right. <laughs> so my two older daughters, I started them in playing the violin. Actually, actually, it was my daughter that started it. She started begging for a violin when she mm -hmm. saw me play. Um, mm -hmm. when she was four years old. Oh. So, uh, so I went and got special training to be a Suzuki teacher, which is a method of teaching young children. I did that just so I could teach my daughter. Um, so I started her, and then it kind of snowballed, and other people started asking me to teach them. Then when my son was born, <laughs> so I had two daughters playing the violin. When my son was born, I... I thought, you know, I've always wanted a string quartet in my house. <laughs> so, so I started drop, like dropping little hints. Hey, Jeremiah, don't you think you'd like to play the cello? <laughs> cello is really cool. Yeah. So sure enough, it's just the most, it's the craziest and most amazing thing that he did play the cello and very, very well. He ended up majoring in cello performance in college. So... Wow. And then our youngest daughter, again, I said, okay, they're going to play the violin. And, uh, but years after that, someone gave us a piano, which we never had when they were little, and she's, she later learned to play the piano. So you know what? We have a string quartet. And uh, Oh, yeah, the oldest daughter, I forgot to mention this, um, she switched to viola at one point. Mm. So now we played for weddings and... Um, family events and Christmas carols, and it's been a really, really fun experience to play with my children together. Oh, I love that. That's really that is neat. wonderful. That. Yes. <laughs> well, Terry, I'm sure our listeners are inspired to bring beautiful music into their homes. For somebody mm -hmm. like me, mm -hmm. who has no experience with music, my children are eight, six, and four, what would you suggest I do to start? 
like the very first thing? Like, do I bring in classical music? Do I get them lessons? Like, what's the first thing I should do? It's a good question. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I, and I would say, Jamie, I bet you there's a lot of ladies listening to this podcast that might be asking the very same question, feeling mm-hmm. the same way. My mm-hmm. first response to you is don't be afraid at all. Just explore it's you'll find out really really quickly there are there are composers that you really like and in, enjoy the ones that you really in, you like mm-hmm. um, the the of course besides the books that that I mentioned already those are really great introductions for children um, if you can um, maybe spend a, a quiet afternoon. Um, Listen to, you can find YouTube videos. Um, here's another piece of music I'm going to recommend. It's, it's Nuage. Nuage means clouds by Debussy. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the summertime, as a child, you probably remember yourself just laying on the grass and looking up at the clouds and imagining the shapes that the clouds are making. Well, that's the kind of feeling you get from listening to this piece of music. It's just kind of dreamy and quiet. And um, I'll um, I'll think through this a little more and maybe make some more suggestions on the on the uh, notes that you can read afterwards. But basically, there is no magic formula for this. If you um, if you go to a live concert and there's a particular piece that really strikes you, look up that composer and see what you can find about other music that he wrote. Um, Mozart, almost anything by Mozart is fantastic. Um, a lot of, in fact, there's a lot of CDs that are put, um, produced for babies, babies and Mozart, um, because it's so sort of, orderly sounding it Mm. kind of makes your I think it makes your brain kind of kind of get organized (laughs) Um, so anything by Mozart is a great place to start and um, also Holly mentioned Vivaldi Vivaldi's The Four Seasons it's a fantastic piece Um, you can find it all over on YouTube and CDs Mm -hmm. it's a it's it there's a story behind that too it it describes the seasons the different Mm -hmm. seasons and Mm -hmm. you can really hear it in the music this Mm -hmm. all of the different elements that he uses to represent the things in in this in the in nature so Mm -hmm. that's a great way to start too hope i've given you some ideas but just don't be afraid just Mm -hmm. just just Mm -hmm. you'll find things that you like that i haven't even heard Mm -hmm. of i'm sure (laughs) something we did too in just starting our journey was uh, i think some of my kids seem to be more naturally interested and other Mm -hmm. ones are like this music is strange i don't Mm -hmm. what is this or it just wasn't something i started playing from the time they were babies so it was something i kind Mm -hmm. of desired to to put before them as they got a little bit older and so I would just not really say anything and in the mornings as we were kind of having breakfast or starting our morning time I would just you know I'd choose a a composer for a while like Mozart and just put it on in the background and just not really make a big deal about it Mm -hmm. but just kind of you know just like kind of training their ear to sort of Mm -hmm. to to take it in and so just something you know it could be something as simple as that for 15 minutes in the morning and you wouldn't even have to say anything about it that's a wonderful idea so yeah well like I said we're gonna list all these all these ideas and pieces in our notes so that'll be I'll make sure to try to get everything in here that 
that Terry has said. Um, well, we're about to wrap up. Jamie, do you have any any other questions for Terry or any final thoughts before we wrap up? No, I'm just so inspired. I cannot wait to start um, getting the beauty of music into our home and into my, my boys' hearts. And thank you. Oh, I'm really glad. I hope a lot of people want to incorporate music as well because it's it's part of the language of our culture and I think Mm -hmm. as our children grow up if they have developed a taste for great music they're going to take that into their adult lives and Mm -hmm. and that that's a beautiful gift you can give to your children yes Mm -hmm. well Terry thank you so much for being with us today this has been like Jamie said so exciting and so wonderful and inspiring to me and I'm sure to so many of our listeners so it's an honor to be here thank you for having me yes um so as we close, we would just ask you, if you haven't given us a review for Story Formed on iTunes, we would love to hear from you to just to write and tell others uh, what, what, you're, what you've learned and how you've grown from Story Formed, just to be able to get the word out more about our podcast. And we also have a Story Formed Facebook page. If you haven't seen that yet, we'd love to have you follow us there and to uh, continue conversations, to answer questions, to give us recommendations, to hear from you. Jamie and I really want to... Um, continue to broaden our community with StoryFormed and just to get conversations going and to to know you. We also have a StoryFormed Instagram account, but if you look it up, it's called StoryFormed Home, and we post similar similar things and some different things on there than Facebook. And our website is storyformed.com. You see the theme here. Storyformed is in all of these places to connect with us. And then we also want you to know that we are a part of Whole Heart Ministries as a whole, that we are kind of an arm of their ministry, and we're connected with Clay and Sally Clarkson. And so we'd love for you to follow um, what Sally is doing on her website, sallyclarkson.com. And she also has a podcast with Kristen Kill called At Home with Sally. And as Terry mentioned, Terry's doing some things on that front. And so we'd just love for you to follow and connect with us on, on all these, in all these formats. So thank you for listening and, uh, we'll connect with you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to check out our website at storyform.com for show notes and like us on our Storyform Facebook page and follow us at Storyformed Home on Instagram. Please rate us on iTunes and leave a comment so that others can find out about us too. May you and your family be Storyformed. <laughs>